0: think i'm gonna start with um gosh man this is this is this is quite a bit this is quite a bit so i'm going to start with um facebook okay facebook is um facebook is removing posts um they're taking down uh some um event pages. This is from vox.com. Uh Facebook is taking down some but not all quarantine protest event pages. The company says it's only taken down taking down event pages in states where protests break social distancing rules, okay? Facebook is taking down some event pages promoting controversial anti-stay-at-home protests that are taking place across the U.S., but it's only doing this in areas where the events violate local COVID-19 social distancing rules. Facebook's selective response mirrors a larger fracture across the country as the Trump administration has given conflicting guidance about how and when restrictions should be lifted and has largely left these decisions up to individual state politicians. The move comes after Facebook faced criticism for allowing people to coordinate anti-quarantine protests on its platform. Public health officials, state officials, and healthcare workers say these protests are putting people's lives at risk. By, being, by, by bringing people together in large crowds, they increase the chances of spreading the highly contagious disease. Others, including President Trump, have defended the protests saying in a press conference on Monday that the protesters love our country and want to get back to work. Facebook's decision to take down these posts comes at a time when the company is trying to step up as a leader in using big data to battle the virus's spread while also battling efforts by some of its users to spread COVID-19 misinformation. That's really all I'm going to say from the article. I want to talk about the bigger issue here. Um... Let me, here's the question of the day. What is the point, what is, what is the goal of social media? Why do we have it? What is it for? That need, those questions need to be answered. Because we get we to look at social media and say, okay, is social media just a is it just a platform to express yourself and to coordinate and to use freely, however, you, however you'd like? Because if it is, Facebook is doing the wrong thing. Because they are censoring language and they're saying, okay... Well, well, you know what? We're going to take, we're going to remove this. You can't, you can't post this. We're going to take it down. Or is social media, is social media just a, is it just a platform for certain views and certain concepts and certain ideas and certain voices? That's the hard pro that's the problem we have to ask, and that's probably we have to look at how do we go about these things? what is social media for because here because let me say this do these protesters have a point? yes they people have the right to assemble it isn't it, it is a protected right in the constitution um okay so that so when you say okay these people have no right to be doing this that's not true they do have the right to do that now there's also the concern of okay well what about you know spreading this disease and making the problem worse that's a fair point too how do you balance this i mean this is this is really really difficult You can look at this from both ways. You're saying, okay, well, you're telling me to stay in my home. I'm not a criminal. I'm not under house arrest. I can't work. This is ridiculous. Okay. And then you come to the other side and you say, well, what do we do here? I mean, you know, these people are spreading, they're helping... The, the chances of the virus spreading by assembling together and being in large groups. If this is really difficult, but the point the point I want to stay on is okay, what is social media for? Why do we have it? How is it supposed to be used? I don't think we've ever really answered that question. Like for example, if we, if someone asked Mark Zuckerberg today, what is the point of Facebook? Why did you make it? What was the reason behind it? It makes sense to just have it as a platform to where people can just express themselves but here's the thing when people express themselves freely there's going to be there are going to be things said that people don't like there's going to be racist posts sexist posts um xenophobic posts and by the way those words are very subjective it's like this if if i post something and people find it offensive. Should it be taken down? Should I, should I get a warning? Should I be removed completely? How did, how should this work? I mean, that's, th- these are really important questions that we have to answer. The way I, here's what I believe social media, <sighs> Here's what I believe the, the basic idea of social media was, and that it wasn't really thought through all the way just from the very beginning. When it came to social media, people said, at the very beginning, um, they said, okay, well, we want to create something on the internet that people can, that all people can have access to, and all people can use freely and say, you know, just just share what they want and connect with other people. I think that was the basic idea. I didn't I don't think that the initial thought had anything to do with you know censorship or you know freedom of speech or anything like that. I think people just said okay, let's find a way to connect people. I believe that was the initial thought. Which by the way, is a is a very good thing. Let me say this: I believe social media has done has done more good than bad. Have bad things come from social media? Yeah. The Tide Pod Challenge, you know that's one. You know we got to sweep under the rug. Um, you know just different different things. The Skull Breaker Challenge, um. You know, the Kiki challenge, the Kiki do you love me, people getting out of their cars and stuff like that. You know, just there was there were some bad things and there are some bad things and there will continue to be some bad things. But social media has brought us together. But then it's like, okay, well. How I mean, how do we go about this? Here's here's what I think social media should be. I believe social media should be a place. It should be a it should be a platform where people can pretty much say whatever they want. Here's why I'm here's why I'm at the extreme. You guys know I don't like dealing in absolutes, but I think when it comes, when it comes to something like this, I believe you have to deal in absolutes. Because see, here's the thing. When you have censorship and you have something where you say, okay, you can't say this. You can't put that up. You can't use those words. You have to, you have to, you know, use the person's correct pronouns. You can't post men can't be women and women can't be men. You can't post thon. You can't post those things. Well, that's a problem. These 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 platforms, they and it's so amazing because it's it's like this. Twitter like tw- like I don't know if it's I don't use Twitter as much. I mostly just um cross post like I I usually I pretty much only use my Instagram and Facebook. I use my Instagram more. Um, but when it comes to Instagram, I will share to Twitter. So I'm not really sure about this on Twitter. But, you know, I look at things and I say, okay, well, there was I remember there was a time where where you could easily see porn on Twitter. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I think it might still be a thing. Reddit, you can find porn there. And it's like, okay, well, you can find things like that, but you can't, but there are certain things that you can't say. Does Facebook have the right to take down these posts? This may, this may seem like a silly question, and this may seem very dumb or ignorant, but I really don't care because I don't think it is. I think that these are very important questions that we have to look at as we go through the future and we build the future. We have to look at these things and we have to say, okay, when we make something, we have to ask ourselves, what is it for? What is what is the point of it? What is, what is the end game here? I really believe social media, I think... I think it's like 4chan. Uh, I think, I think it's 4chan where they pretty much have no rules. And I think that got shut down. Don't, don't, you know, quote me on that. You should fact check me on that because I'm not really sure. But I really believe social media should just be a place. And I, again, this, this, this can be bad, but I look at it this way. If you're going to have social media, you got to have it to where you just let loose. Because when you, when you censor, when you censor one thing, you, censorship is, it's a cancer, it grows, it starts small, it starts with a single cell, and then it grows, it's like, okay, uh, well, we don't really want you saying those things, we don't want you posting those pictures, we don't really like that. When I interviewed, um, um, Ashley the cam girl, or as you guys know her, know her, um, Stella Knox on Instagram, she recently just had her Instagram taken down. We've been keeping in touch, but her Instagram got taken down. There are many, there are many cam girls and sex workers. They will have their pictures taken down. And I don't like that. Why? Because I think censorship is wrong. When you... When you sense... Censorship, I'm telling you, it's... It's just like this... Growing amoeba. It's like... It's like a... It's like a cancer that just grows. You can't just censor one thing. And just say, okay, well, you can't do that. Because then... You're going to get something that's kind of in the gray area. And you're like, mm, well, how do we handle this? Uh... That's kind of like that. So... You can't do that either. And it just grows from there. A lot of things that I, I don't use social media that much overall, like throughout the day, I don't really use it that much, but I look at it and it's like, okay, from some of the things that I do see, there are some things I like, there are some things I don't like. There are some things I, I agree with. There are certain things I don't agree with. There are certain pictures that are posted that I think are good, and there are certain there are certain ones that I'm like, ah, uh, you know, should you really be, you know, should you really be posting that? I think it was I think it was Voltaire, but then again, this quote quotes are kind of quotes are kind of interesting things because a lot of people can take credit for stuff, and quotes are often attributed to the wrong people. But I'm pretty sure it was Voltaire who i think he was the one who said um i i think it's like i disapprove of what you say but i will defend to the death your right to say it i think that was voltaire fact check me on that but that's what we're talking about here there are things that i sincerely don't agree with there are things that i do agree with But regardless of someone's point of view, regardless of what someone thinks, regardless of what someone says, I believe they should be able to put that up. People have asked me, you know, um, some of my, a lot of people have asked me, those who know um, about my, about my porn addiction, a lot of my listeners, um, I actually got, I actually got an email just recently. And he, he told me, you know, we were just talking about, you know, porn and stuff like that. And the question kind of came up and he said, you know, do you, uh, do you believe that porn should be banned? And this is something that I'm, that I'm going to address in my book. And, um, I have no problem expressing this now, but no, I, I don't support banning porn. I don't think it I think it should be something that should be available. Do I like porn? No, I think porn is evil. But here's the thing. Censorship is one of those things that just grows. Should porn be banned simply because I don't like it or there's a group of people who don't like it? You can say that for anything. You can say that for any group. I mean, I look at I look at my faith and the Bible. Okay, there's a lot of things the Bible says that, you know, it doesn't feel good. To Christians, some of the things the Bible says don't feel good. But there are people who say, okay, well, I don't like what you, I don't like what you're preaching. I don't like what you're saying. I don't like what your book says. I don't believe that stuff. That shouldn't be said. That's hurtful to people. Should we be censored for that? No, we shouldn't. I don't, I don't believe Islam, I don't believe Islam is the way. I believe, I believe Islam teaches some good principles. I will give Islam that. I believe Buddhism teaches good things. They, they do have good principles. But I, I'm not a Buddhist, I'm not a Muslim. So... So just because they disagree with me, disagree with my point of view, should those people be censored? I don't think so. I think censorship on any level is wrong. I think it's absolutely wrong. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it in music. I think it's Here's the thing there no matter what you go through in life you will come across something that you like you will come across something that you don't like you will come across people that you like you will come across people that you don't like it's up to you to deal with it appropriately and it's up to you and it's your decision on to figure out how to deal with them that's just that's just what it is that's how social media is and i again i'm going to ask this question that i've asked on many on many of my episodes how can you guarantee not offending someone how do you do that how do i take what i how do i take what i say i i i i form i form the idea in my mind i express it through my words, you you are the recipient. How can I guarantee, once that message is sent, that you won't be hurt by it? You can't. There is no guarantee. Being offended is part of life. It can't be avoided. I don't care who you are. And... Here's the thing: there are there are many there are many instances of people that they don't necessarily try to offend. Like they don't mean they don't mean to sow discord or something like that. They may just be having a conversation, and they may say something that you don't like. I don't think that person should be censored just because I didn't like what they said. I shouldn't be censored just because someone doesn't like what I say. so that's the problem that we're having we have to discuss this with concerning social media what is the point why do we have it what is it for how do we go about it this is this is just really this is just really interesting personally fa- let me say this facebook is in a hard spot love them hate them whatever, you have to admit that they're in a tough spot. Because if they go one way, it's like this. They're trying, it makes sense to want to stop the spread of misinformation, but here's the problem. Here's another problem that I, that just came to my mind. How do you know what, which information is true? It's like, and I, I hate the term fake news. Fake news comes from all over. It's a real thing. It's a real issue. I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. I don't just look at CNN and say, okay, whatever they say is fake news. That's not not how I think. I don't look at Foxes and say, okay, everything that they're saying is absolutely 100% correct. I don't do that. Fake news comes from both sides. Truth comes from both sides. That's, that's just, that's just the truth about it. So what should, what is Facebook supposed to do? Do they, do they let people say whatever? Or do they say, okay, well, that's not really factual about COVID-19. Remove that. That's censorship. This is, this is a hard question. This is a hard question to ask and this is a hard question to also answer what do we do here where do we go I don't know I, I just this this to me is very important people are mad at these protesters but it's also like these protesters both sides have a point the protesters are saying look we have to get back to work you can't just They're saying, we have to get back to work. Okay, you can't just make us stay at home all day when we haven't done anything wrong. What you're doing is unconstitutional. And then there are people on the other side who are saying, okay, well, we're trying to beat this problem. First of all, everyone's trying to beat this problem. Everyone is trying. No one likes this. This isn't, let me say this, this is not beneficial to anybody. This hurts. Now I will say this: in some ways, like say Amazon, some people Amazon's be- Amazon is benefiting from this. They're hiring. They hired, I think, like a hundred thousand more workers or something like that. There are there are places that are benefiting, but also everyone is feeling the pinch of this. This stings. I don't care who you are. this sucks and we look at this and we say man well we want well okay we want these people to go home they should they should stay home the 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 sooner and i've said this myself on this podcast the more the more we social distance the more we stay home the faster we can do this the faster we can beat this but also in my mind it's true okay people have to get back to work You're saying, okay, okay, you can't worship. Well, that's violating my First Amendment, right? I mean, what, what do we do? What do we do? This is, it's just, it's extremely difficult. Okay, Amendment One, this is, this is, this is from law.cornell.edu. Um, Amendment one, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of people to peace to peaceably or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The first amendment guarantees freedoms religion, expression, assembly, and the right to petition. It forbids Congress from both promoting one religion over others and also restricting an individual's religious practices. It guarantees freedom of expression by prohibiting Congress from restricting the press or the rights of individuals to speak freely. It also guarantees the right of citizens to assemble peaceably and to petition their government. This is tough, man. This is really tough. We all want to beat this. We social distancing is important. We do know that it helps. We do know that. But it's also like, okay, people have to get back to work and you're 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 telling me I'm out of a job because I wasn't allowed to go to work. Well, that's ridiculous. There's lots of people who can't they can't they can't work from home. If you're a massage therapist, you can't work from home. If you're a chef, if you're if you're, you know, a chef at a restaurant, you can't work from home to feed other people who come into your restaurant. If you own a nightclub or a bar, you can't work from home. This is really tough. I don't have a solution. Let, let me say this. I have solutions, but when I think about them more, I can't see them. You know, I the way I see it, they either lead to um, more disaster economically or they lead to more disaster in terms of human lives. Here's the thing. I don't want anyone else to get sick from this. I don't want anyone else to die from this. I also don't want anyone else to lose their jobs over this. Pe- people are losing their jobs every day. Good people who should be working. And this is no fault of their own. This this is this is a hard line to walk. And I I don't I don't have an answer and I don't think Let me say this. And then I'm going to move on to Kim Jong Un. Whatever the plan is, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt economically. It's going to hurt physically. That that's that's that I can say with certainty. You just Everyone goes, everyone goes back to work. There will be more cases. The disease, I believe, will spread faster. If you force people to stay home, the economy gets worse. Listen, a lot of people, you know, they're trying to file for unemployment and stuff like that. You know... Even, even my sister right now, like, we were talking, uh, yesterday. She's trying, she's trying to file for unemployment and stuff like that. I look at this and I say, well, this is hard. A lot of people won't be able to get their checks. You know why? Because, listen, governments themselves don't have money. They make money off of taxes. That's how governments make money. But the economy is not being, you know stimulated there's no money there's less money exchanging hands governments can't just keep sending out checks you can't just keep giving people okay here's 1200 bucks here's 1200 bucks here's 1200 bucks here's 1200 bucks you can't keep doing that you're going to run out of money and you can't just keep printing money because pretty soon all the money we have well now we now it's worth nothing and what everyone else has and what you have is worthless this is this is this is really hard this is really hard i i don't have an answer but i i can guarantee you this whatever the answer is whatever course we try to take it's going to hurt it is going to hurt and it's 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 just really it's really sad. I hate thinking about this stuff. Okay. I want to get to Kim Jong-un. I don't know how much time I'm going to spend on this. This story. Um, But let me say this. We need to be careful of when we hear information coming out of North Korea remember North Korea has no freedom of the press um, it's an authoritarian government um, it's not um, good okay so when we hear when we hear information coming out of North Korea we really don't know what to believe. North Korea is a weird place. I've seen documentaries concerning North Korea, and it's like, okay, it's like, really, I remember this one scene, and I'll never forget it, it was probably the most, one of the most eerie things I'd ever seen. Um, and it's like, okay, as an American, I, there's that part of me where it's like, okay, well, North Korea, like, they're really just suffering over there, like, they, like, those citizens over there, they have no idea what's going on they're oppressed, um, you know, I, I have, I have those opinions, but I also have, like, my opinions of, okay, do we really know what's happening over there? Very little gets out concerning North Korea, and what does come out, what, what a lot does come out, it's like, okay, can we trust that? It's really hard, it's like, okay, because listen, to get into North Korea, you really, I mean, You have to be granted access. And your access is very limited. You are taken on a tour. You are supervised at all times. At all times. The only time you're alone is if you're sleeping. And like you're in your hotel room. And they choose your hotel. They choose which room you get. They choose what you see. They choose when you see it. That's really difficult what do we do with this stuff that that does come out of it so if you don't know Kim Jong's Kim jong-un's condition um, is said to be uh, critical after surgery all right so uh, I, I I really I don't know what to make of it I don't really know what to th- think about it because it's like well well what does that mean who is the source obviously it's not going to be identified who knows who knows what to think who knows what to who knows what to make of this i i just i think it's very difficult Could he have the coronavirus? We don't know. Could he... Could Kim Jong-un be perfectly fine? He could be. We don't know. I don't think people should celebrate. I don't think people... We really should just kind of... When I heard... Here's the thing. When I when I saw this news, I said, Okay. I said... Here's the thing. This is not it's like what well how am I supposed to feel about this? Is it true? Is it not true? Let me tell you, let me tell you about that scene that I saw in that one documentary. I can't remember the name of it. Um but anyway, what it was, there was this documentary where these these group of, this group of guys, they were in like this uh, like a computer tech room and it was just a bunch of computers and they were all used they were all being used at the same time um by individuals and what they were doing there was just a google screen on the computer they weren't doing the people it god it was so eerie i mean i it just I, i'm thinking about it right now and it's like ooh, that's hard to look at but they weren't ty- they weren't typing anything into go- into the google search bar they weren't doing any of that they were just kind of moving the mouse around and just staring as if they it looked as if they were working but when you got closer you could see they clearly weren't doing anything they were clicking they knew they weren't doing anything those who were taking the tour knew they couldn't do anything knew they weren't doing anything and then they, they talked to one guy and he was acting all weird and it was like he was considered to be like the expert and he was showing that he was able to actually Google stuff. It's so, it's like, it's so weird. Then in that same documentary, I remember these people, they went into uh, a grocery store and it was almost totally empty. There were no customers. You just had people in certain aisles and they, these the group of the group of guys making the documentary they were led down certain aisles and there were like there was i remember there was a lady she was standing i think she was standing next to like some coca-cola and she was just standing there and one of the guys just started to talk to her and pretty much pretty much the guys were not allowed to buy anything and it was just really weird like the 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 women there we're just kind of looking at the guys and they were just smiling very creepily. And it's like, okay, this just doesn't feel right. And, you know, the guys would ask, oh, so, you know, they were just trying to make a conversation. It's just like, oh, so do you like, you know, do you like cooking? like, yeah, I like it very much. Can I buy some? Oh, no, you, no, you can't buy anything. I mean, they, they literally just, it's like they toured a grocery store. And it, it, like, everything was so staged. It's like, well, what is this? What is happening here? What's going on? I don't know what to make of North Korea, to be honest. I used to, I used to be someone who said, okay, whatever America says, whatever I can find, you know, whatever America says about North Korea is true. Whatever I find on the internet about North Korea is true. But then I thought about it, I said, well, wait a minute, North Korea pretty much cuts, they cut themselves off from the world. They don't really, they don't really deal with anybody except China, their big brother. That's it. And Dennis Rodman, and it's like, okay, well, he's not really, he doesn't really appear to be the most reliable person i don't know what to make of north korea is kim jong-un is he is he on his deathbed i I don't know i have i have no idea i hope not i don't you know i don't want people to suffer i don't i don't like that i don't care um i i, I don't care if i disagree with what what they think or their practices suffering is not um a good thing being, being sick is not a good thing. I don't want anyone to be sick. I don't like it. But this is really difficult. I, I really don't know what to make of this story. This is from Bloomberg.com. Uh, the U.S. is seeking details about Kim Jong-un's health after receiving information that the North Korean leader was in critical condition after undergoing cardiovascular surgery last week. The Trump administration wasn't sure of Kim's current condition, Said the officials who asked not to be not to be identified. Of course, one of the officials said the White House was told that Kim took a turn for the worse after the surgery. While CNN earlier cited a U.S. official, um, with direct knowledge, saying North the North Korean leader may be in a grave danger. Uh, the Ho- the White House declined to comment. Look, man, I, I don't know what to make of this. I really have no clue, so I'm, I'm just gonna move on to the next story. So, let me just say this: If you are celebrating, um, don't because first of all, we don't we don't know what's happening. Like we we like seriously, let me let me ask this: What what can you say in absolute certainty about North Korea? How much do you actually know about North Korea? How much do you know about their culture? How much how much money would you bet that the information that you have is indeed accurate? Now, I believe some of the things concerning North Korea are true. But I don't know. I have no idea. Because the truth is the truth is we really don't know. We really don't know concerning North Korea. All right. So I want to get into my last story um, where Joe Biden says that he would uh, love to pick Michelle Obama to be his vice president. Um, Now, let me say this. Joe Biden isn't saying that he's picking her. He said he would just I'd take her in a heartbeat. That's all he that's all he was saying. Michelle Obama has come out many times and said, look, I don't want to be vice president. I don't want to do that. I don't want to return to the White House. It does not interest me. Look elsewhere. You can't pull me out of, you know, my new life. And she shouldn't. If you're, I mean, if it were me, I wouldn't want to go back. I don't want I wouldn't want to go back to the White House. I wouldn't want to go back for possibly eight more years. And let me say this. Let me say this, Joe Biden, I've said this before, whoever is the, and I, I don't like, I don't like speaking this, but whoever is the vice president, whoever is the VP pick will become, let me, again, this is if Joe Biden wins. I don't believe he will win, but if he does win, I will say, "Mm, okay. well, whoever his vice president is, that's going to be that's they're going to be president after him because I believe Joe Biden mentally cannot handle the presidency. The presidency ages you a lot, a lot. It is mentally taxing. It is physically taxing. It is a lot of work. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. There is no rest for the weary. Joe Biden wouldn't make it. And I'm very confident. I'm very confident in saying that. Now, I don't want Joe Biden to die. I'm not not saying that. But I'm, I'm just being real. The presidency is hard. You have to make tough decisions... Every single day. Some, some, whatever you do, people are going to love it or people are going to hate it. People are going to talk about you all the time. People are going to make up stuff. There are people, you know, out there trying to kill you. I, I, I can't really imagine what it's like to be president. Joe Biden can't do it so what do I let me now let me, now I want to play out this scenario. What do you guys think a a a Michelle Obama administration would look like? What do you think that would look like? I think it'd be interesting. I don't think she would do a very good job at all. I will say this though I would love to see her in a debate with Trump. that is must watch t v because I'm telling you, I'm not. If they do indeed have a debate, I am not going to watch Donald Trump go against Joe Biden. I'm not going to watch, you know, John Bones Jones fight against, you know, a second grader, in you and you know, in you know MMA. I'm not going to watch that. That's not watchable TV. I think, I think, here's the thing. I don't, I really don't know who he's going to pick. I'm not sure. I don't know what, I don't know what to make of it. He's, now, here's what he said. He has promised that he's going to pick a woman. Okay. Here. Here's the thing. A lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying Kamala Harris. I don't think that'd be a very good pick. Um, she wasn't even liked in California. So that's kind of what I'm like. That's, I, I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're unpopular amongst Democrats in your own home state that you are, you know, a Senator for, I, I just don't think that'd be a very smart pick. Blacks don't really accept her cause they're like many blacks are like, okay, well, is she really black? You know, you know, she's kind of, you know. I think, I'm pretty sure she's part Indian, if I remember correctly. Will it be Elizabeth Warren? I don't know. I, I, I really, I'm not sure who... I, I'm not sure who he'd pick. But I will say this. in In the world... In the universe, um, in the timeline of a Joe Biden presidency, Joe Biden would not make it. Even the first four years. I'm just, I'm just telling you, if you, if you just look at presidents age of the years, just watch, just watch president, just look at, you know, videos of presidents as they go through their presidency, you can see the wrinkles, you can see the hair. Joe Biden, Joe Biden is kind of scary to look at. He looks like a lizard. His skin's all tight. It's all pulled back. He's had, he's had a lot of work done. So, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what happens from here? Who does he, who does he pick? I don't know. One of my listeners emailed me, and they asked me if you were Joe Biden, who would you pick? And I really thought about that answer, and I I still have yet to get back to them. Um. But right when I right when I saw the email, I was like, wow. I was like, well, if I were Joe Biden, I wouldn't have guaranteed that I'd pick a woman. That narrows your playing field. That just that's just not smart. It made it, because see, he did that, that was for pandering purposes, where they said, okay, well, it's ridiculous that, you know, Elizabeth Warren got knocked out, or it's simply just the fact that Elizabeth Warren just didn't have the support. I don't, here's the thing, it, it just, it just, it doesn't make sense just to give, just to say, okay, well, it seems unfair that all the women are out now, so I can, I'll promise that I'm going to pick a woman. See that really doesn't help. See, here's the thing that doesn't really help women. I'm just, I'm just gonna, you know, I, I won't even get into that because that's a whole other tangent. But the point I'm trying to make is, if I were Joe Biden, I would pick. God, I just. Here's the thing: these Democrats, the, the the Democrats that ran. Were so bad, they were so bad. If I were to, dear Lord, if I were to pick a a vice president, and I were Joe Biden, I'd probably go. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I know it keeps. I know I keep saying that I'm about to say, it, but I, I keep more thoughts keep coming in. Okay, here's the thing: if I were a Democrat, if I were a Democrat, I would probably have voted. If I were to vote for Democ, if I were to vote Democrat, and it was the beginning, okay, I would say, okay, Andrew Yang is getting my vote. If not him, I'm gonna go Tulsi Gabbard those were my top two picks. Tulsi had no shot but if I were Joe Biden I would say okay I would probably go with Andrew Yang these these would be my these would be my three Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard or Pete. as a in the scenario that currently exists where Joe Biden has promised to pick a woman his dear lord his best bet if I were him I would pick Tulsi you need you need a moderate and it's like okay well you've already you've already promised to pick a woman he can't Joe Biden cannot back out of that he can't do that he can't come out and pick you know Bernie Sanders he can't come out and pick Beto oh god Beto O'Rourke that, that is just a nightmare you know he ha- he has to pick a woman um I I, I don't know I don't know, but, but if I were Joe Biden, my first pick for the vice presidency would be Andrew Yang. I don't really want to go into why, because then I'm going to start second guessing myself. Um, But here, let me say this about Andrew Yang. What I did like about Andrew Yang is he was the only Democrat who consistently said, We need to stop focusing on Donald Trump and focus on other issues. All the other candidates just kept saying, our biggest enemy is Donald Trump. The biggest, you know, threat to America is Donald Trump. No, and Andrew Yang was the only one who understood it. He said, no, he's not. There are other issues. He understood that if Trump were to win again, it'd only be four more years we already know what we're going to get from. We already know what we're getting with Trump. Trump is not the biggest threat to America. He's not. And Andrew Yang understood that. Andrew Yang was big on trying to fo- trying to fix, you know, the income income inequality gap. I said, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. Do I think universal basic uh, UBI UBIs Do I think that is the fix? No, I don't think that just giving people money is, I don't believe that's, that solves a problem. Here's why it's all about, here's the thing. It starts in the head. It starts with mentality. You can give, and th- there are many stories like this. There are many people who have won the lottery. They're pretty much set for the rest of their natural life and they blow it. You can give a poor man, with a poor man's mentality, millions of dollars. He will use it and go th- and burn through it, and he will be poor again. You can give a poor man, you know, a poor man with a rich man's mentality, money, and you know, that will help him. He could win the lottery, and he will probably be rich, and he will you know, likely stay rich. There are rich people who are born rich and they lose it because they have the wrong mentality. That's what I'm saying. I don't believe just... here. I I appreciate that he's trying to fix the problem. I appreciate that he brought a solution to the table. I just don't believe that bringing, that just handing people money is going to fix the problem. What are you gonna, what are you gonna do with the money? Obviously, you know, they, they can do whatever they want. But it's like, well, okay, do we really want that? Do you really need to buy another pair of Jordans? Do you really need to buy another purse? Do you really need another video game? You know, what are you gonna do with that money? So that is the main thing. That's what it's about. So, again, if, if I were Andrew Yang excuse me if I were Joe Biden before I made that promise I would pick uh, Andrew Yang as my VP now that he has said it I would pick um, I would pick either Tulsi Gabbard or Amy Klobuchar but I personally.